When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. In every corner of Wisconsin, you can probably find a family farm with a legacy that goes back 100 or 150 years. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. We're sharing the stories of those century and sesquicentennial farms thanks to Compere Financial. One of the 100-year-old farms being recognized this year belongs to Joe Kirschbaum in Bloomington in Grant County. That's where his family milked cows until the late 80s, and the 160-acre farm has since diversified to beef and hogs before Joe retired. He tells me about how his family acquired the farm a century ago. My grandpa and grandma moved out here in 18, but they rented the farm in 22. And then, um, well, my grandpa got stuck in the Great Depression, and it was they had tough going, but all the boys, and I, they got jobs off the farm and working for farmers. That's about all that's out here in this rural area sometimes. And then... Um, they brought their money back and give it to the farm, and so they was able to hang on to it till after the depression got by. And then they, my dad bought it in 1946 from my grandma, and it was basically the estate of the rest of the family. You know, I bought it in '76, I think it was. Why that location? Like, why did your? How did your grandfather end up in this location? Why did he choose this farm? Oh, okay. I guess um. They got married, they was originally from Castle. Then they moved up here to to Bagley and they rented a farm on shares. Sometimes it was kind of common for farmers to get a start renting on halves or something, you know. Then this one come up for rent close to Bloomington. It was, so then he rented that from Henry Bunn for, well, till 22, you know. It was, I guess it'd be six, four years. And, you know, then he rented it and... And then he, um, they moved up here then, and everybody farmed with horses at that time, and there was no electricity or nothing in the buildings at that time. And I guess I was the only one that was born here at the farm. Country doctors delivered me at, uh, here on the farm at the time, you know. My other brothers and sisters, they were born in the hospital when I was here at the, on the farm. There were local country doctors that got the job done. Was your grandfather's father a U.S. farmer as well, or were they immigrants? It would have been my great-great-grandfather was an immigrant from Germany. Well, my great-great-grandpa, he worked for, he left home when he was young, and he worked for farmers at that time just uh, in the winter months. They worked for nothing, you know, just room and boards, you know. Then he saved his money, and he got a little better, and then he bought a farm. And they went through the Great Depression. They went through through that typhoid thing that come through the country years ago. He lost, great-grandpa, he lost seven kids in that, I think, with they're all buried around here, you know, from all in a row right there. From the, I think it was typhoid or one of them diseases come through the country back in the teens, you know. Well, tell me about those early years, Joe. Tell me about uh, what the Depression was like for a farm family in that southern Wisconsin. What I know about it, this is what my dad told me, you know. I wasn't around, and I was born in 48, you know. I guess there was not much of anything, and then... Um, like my dad said, you didn't need a lot. You had horses and kerosene. There was no, you know, stuff. And they milked cows and, you know, sold cream at that time and stuff like that, you know. And there wasn't a... But they made do and got by, you know. Then um, I bought the farm. And from there, my dad bought it first. And then 
he bought in 1946. It was. Had it always been a pretty diversified operation between the dairy, the hogs? Uh, tell me what kind of crops were grown. Okay, we always grew oats, um, alfalfa, hay, and corn. Yeah, we've always had hogs and cattle. We had we milked Holstein cows, and when I bought the farm, I was milking 50 cows and selling feeder pigs from 20 sows, you know, 20, 25 sows usually. And um, I, now I, I'm retired, and I rent the farm out, and I did live in the house, you know. Tell me more about the buildings on the property. Uh, any original buildings still there? Uh, there was until I built the last thing I built was a house. Otherwise, machine sheds and the hog buildings, everything I built brand new. And the old buildings are all gone, but they were showing wear and tear since 19. You know, the house was probably the original house here built when they settled the farm. And um, she was, wasn't cost effective to fix it, so we just, I built a new one, you know. Other buildings, we live on a hill here, so there's a slope to it, you know. But um, I built, there's a new machine shed, new finishing building. I took the silo and the manure pit out when I quit. Hogs was kind of going to the south, you know, and it's, I think it ain't going to come back, you know. So I just took that out. And the buildings, the barns were old. They, it held 50 cows, but they were showing wear and tear. And, what are some of your fond memories growing up? I don't know if you interacted much with uh the older generations, but anything you remember from your grandpa or your dad or mom or grandma even growing up on the farm? Well, my dad, he had he had a heart attack when I was in the second grade, and so he couldn't work. So me and my sisters and my brother, we did the chores pretty much, milked the cows and that. And then my Uncle Johnny, he was a single bachelor in Bloomington, and he would come out, help us get the crops in, take them out. And, well, there was some kids here left to feed, you know, so that's what we did, you know. Had to do what you had to do. And, and then we was like everybody else, played ball with all the neighbor kids and stuff like that. There's always a lot of kids in the neighborhood them times, you know. Well, I got married and we farmed here at Habs with my dad for a while, and then from there we, I bought it. I want to ask about the next generations now. So you're number three on the farm, but uh, there's more generations beneath you. You Tell me about uh, your family. Okay, I have three daughters, and one lives in Albany. That's the one you talk to on the phone. The other two live in Lancaster. And I have three grandkids, two two girls and a boy. My granddaughter's in the University of Minnesota going to school, and my grandson, he's going to school here at Platteville University, and, my grand, and the youngest girl will be a senior in Albany High School this year. You know, you were raised on the farm, and then you did the raising on the farm. Uh, what was it like working with your daughters? How do they feel about the farm property? Oh, they was all satisfied with it. You know, it's in a trust now, so that's all fine. My daughter, Bonnie, she used to help me outside a lot. She'd lie. I was late in the field. She'd get the cows, and when she's in grade school, you got to get have them all stanchioned in the barn so I could milk them when I got home, you know. And she was a big asset to it, to the farm, you know. They're glad that it's going to stay in the family, you know. It'll all be cold by them in the end, you know, because it's in a trust, you know. Is there interest from uh, kids or grandkids on farming again? If it is, it's going to be a hobby farm, you know, because it's too small. 160 acres, you can't make a living on it anymore. But they all got to get college educations and that, so it'll be pretty much a hobby farm, you know. My grandson will probably live here on the farm someday, and it'll be just kind of an anchor place for the whole family, you know. Is there anything about your farm, your family's farm, that makes it unique 
to other farms in the area besides the age? Most of the farms originally was 160 acres around here. And like it, it's all tillable, and the, and the pastures, you can drive over all the pastures. We have no brush on the farm or nothing like that. And I cleaned that all out when I, years ago. I don't know. We sat on a hill. It looks down through a valley. It's a nice location for a farm, you know. The kids, well, when we was kids, we all, neighbor kids, everybody comes. Does sled ride riders. In the wintertime, we play road sleds and <laughs> hook the dogs to the herd, to the sled, make them pull us around, you know, stuff like that. Tommy, what, what's going to be going through your mind when your family accepts the Centennial Recognition Award at the State Fair? Got mixed emotions, you know. You're getting older, you don't have the same emotions, but I was glad that it stayed in the family farm, in the family, you know. It'll, it'll stay in the family farm for a long time, I'm sure, you know. It'll be interesting to see the next generation, hopefully have a live yet to take it over, you know. It won't be no full-time farmers here, but we understand that. And they understand that, too, you know. Joe Kirschbaum is celebrating 100 years of his family farm in Grant County. He says it was a great place to grow up, to live, and that the land treated the family well over the years. These Centennial and Sesquicentennial farm stories are brought to you courtesy of Compere Financial. You can see more farm stories at MidwestFarmReport.com. I'm Stephanie Hoff.